The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Now, I'm looking out the window and it's absolutely miserable here in the city this morning and uh, pretty much all of the county as well. I was coming back on the train from Dublin uh, yesterday and the flooding around North Cork, around Charleville and Buttevant and on up then on the run into Limerick Junction is just it's it's I haven't seen flooding like it I'd say in maybe 10 years and according to the Met people it's going to get worse in the coming weeks and if this morning and New Year's Day was anything to go by uh, it, we're going to have a very very wet January so let's just take ourselves away to sunnier climes maybe lying on um, a nice comfortable fluffy towel beside a swimming pool and sipping something even though it's only 12 minutes past 9 in the morning the weather has been shocking so we're all dreaming of holidays abroad, sandy beaches, sunshine maybe a week on the, the slope skiing, Owen Corrie from Air and Travel magazine has been taking a look at the holiday hotspots and new destinations for 2024 a light on a dark morning, Owen good morning to you no, good morning, Gareth. This is when holidays sell. January, 30% of all the holidays of the year get sold. Aer Lingus sale is up and running. Ryanair has had the first of their flash sales. And we have 53 routes from Cork Airport this year back to uh, record levels or close to record levels that we haven't seen for many years. So it's, it's a time to think about travel and uh, start getting the, you know, doing the research. Yeah, I was driving in this morning and it was miserable and I'm looking at the studio window and it's still practically... Sort of that that pre-dawn dark cloudy look about it, and you know it's it's if you had the time and if you had the cash available, you'd just go straight to Cork Airport with your passport this morning, wouldn't you? Indeed, and we have four all four Canary Islands and survived since we had all four Canary Islands uh, direct from Cork. The um, real holiday uh, uh, options we have in winter uh, for getting to the sun are pretty limited in Ireland. Uh, everybody talked about, you know, Dubai and the Caribbean and places like that. But realistically, if you're going to get in maybe for a short break, maybe four days, maybe seven, uh, if you're going to get down, you're, you're looking at uh, Spain isn't warm enough yet. Uh, some of the Greek islands would sort of say, yeah, we're warm enough. But realistically, you're talking about those four key islands, uh, the Canary Islands, four hours away, a little bit more than four hours, and uh, down and back where people are very familiar Oddly enough, Gareth, if you look at, uh, I'm a great man for looking at patterns, data, booking patterns, airline routes, all of that. If you look all across Europe, um, Canary Islands is a huge destination for all of them. The number one destination for almost all of them are, is Grand Canaria. That's our number two because we have this love affair with Lanzarote. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two is Grand Canaria. A lot of Irish uh, bars, resorts, noisy, boisterous resorts, and also lovely natural parks, national parks there. And then the third one is Tenerife with that huge mountain, Mount Tida. People used to think of it as the highest mountain in the world before they discovered Everest. And Fuerteventura, which is the nice, quiet, beachy place. They're absolute gems. Uh, and they're all accessible direct from Cork. As I say, it's been a while since we got that. Yeah. Las Americas, isn't that Gran Canaria? That's it. And um, the uh, Gran Canaria is sort of the boisterous resorts are down on the south of the island. Uh, you can actually, uh, it's, it's about the size of about County Waterford, I think it is in turn, but so you can actually drive, if you hire a car, you can actually get out into the mountains, this beautiful mountainous area. And there are beaches that you have to park the car and walk about four miles to get to. Absolutely gorgeous, so it's not all about the party, but I, if I know Cork people, they're going to go to the party for a few days and then... Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, you, you'll always find us in the kitchen at parties. I love it. I love the shaking Stevens. It's all about the hair, you know. That's where that's where Pink Floyd went wrong. You know, yeah. the Rolling Stones and Shaking Stevens with this mop of hair, and as you yeah. do yourself, Garrett, so it's marvelous. Yeah. Oh, look, this is it. You bring a separate bottle of sunblock for your scalp, you know, and that's a bad sign, really. You don't, <laughs> you don't have that issue, so you don't have to worry. <laughs> yeah, as I say, looking after your hair is not something that I concept. I don't think I ever remember looking after it. Just keeps growing. And uh, my hairdresser is a concept for the carpet factory somewhere. So that's great. <laughs> it's a good sign. Uh, Forteventura has become so popular with Cork travellers now in the last couple of years. I was only just talking to a couple of people who are heading back out now as soon as the flights resume, which I think is about mid-February, end of February. Will it be very popular this year? It won't be, um, it won't even compete with Lanzarote and Gran Canaria. But realistically, it's a huge option. It makes, it helps the other ones to work because uh, people are out for the quieter time uh, and small children and things like that. It's ideal for them. You look at the numbers going from Ireland to Gran Canaria and to Lanzarote, I sort of to the Canaries, they, you, and you total the numbers going to Greece and Turkey, two of our big holiday destinations. They don't reach what the Ireland, Ireland does to the Canaries. Uh, part of it is accident. There are, by the way, other uh, holiday options not out of Cork that you can get in winter. Morocco uh, has a Ryanair service in some way, have services down there. And there's two flights a week to Funchal, Madeira, um, in Madeira. Very different kind of island. People think uh, Madeira is going to be the Canaries. It's not. There aren't actually any beaches. You can get a little ferry over to a beautiful island called Porto Santo with a beautiful beach there. But uh, it's a very different sort of product. It all comes back to the Canaries. In wintertime, it's all about the Canaries. Yeah. Just mention Madeira. I, I was actually on um, Porto Santo and it is, it's it's like something, uh, it's probably like the little island that Tom Hanks got washed up on in, in Castaway. It's, it's just <laughs> idyllic, isn't it? It's just beautiful. <laughs> I would, I would imagine Tom Hanks arriving in Porto Santo would probably cause uh, a, a panic, a tidal wave sort of a panic. But it is a beautiful spot, and it's because it's separated from Madeira. You know, Madeira is a different demographic, and they have always talked about, you know, oh, we get children here. But the reality is, it's a mountainous sort of area. It's like driving around, like the Ring of Kerry. You have beautiful views, beautiful, uh, famous sort of gardens. And they say they're a little bit people who go there and a little bit older. Unkind travel agents say they're uh, the newlywed and the nearly dead. But that's not exactly true. And oddly enough, Tenerife has a small touch of the same thing. It's not the boisterous party up all night thing that you get in Manzarati or Gran Canaria. And there is a beautiful island off Tenerife. Again, a ferry, not a long ferry called La Gomera, where I spent quite a while a few weeks ago and a few years ago, pre-pandemic. And it's um, it's a bit like Tenerife would have been 20, 30 years ago, aren't they? So they tell me. I'm not yeah. I'm too young to remember. And they, um, it's a, a great, another great... Uh, Canaries option. Yeah, I uh, when actually reminded me there of when I was on that beautiful island, uh, Porto Santo. They had this most magnificent health spa uh, center, and uh, yeah, one one of the treatments I did was they lay they lay me down into what effectively looks like a, a kind of a it was almost like a casket, and they they poured sand into me right up to my neck. So the only thing you could see was my head, and uh, you're 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 naked under underneath this because apparently the tiny there's tiny little insects in the sand that nibble away at uh, 
the, <laughs> at your skin and you emerge looking sort of 10 years younger apparently I saw that movie in the horror channel at 2am <laughs> but no, it's it's there. There are all sorts of wondrous. It never ceases to astound me what people think of in spa treatments. One of the controversial ones is where they put you into water and these fish, flesh-eating fish, come along and nibble your skin and take yeah. all the dried skin pieces away. It's controversial from animal rights point of view because obviously these fish are going to get overfed at some stage. <laughs> but you're absolutely right. A wonderful uh, hot stone, sand, anything that. And um, you know what? It's some, it, even if it doesn't have all the effects that uh, the very lavish marketing campaigns tell you. Even doing it is a great feeling and yeah. doing those exotic uh, massages and exotic sort of um, treatments that they have abroad. Uh, one of my own favourite that was very far away, it was in India, was where I had somebody standing on my back um, and using his feet, you know, using a rope sort of to swing onto me and, yeah, you know, sort of bouncing on my back with his feet and trying to get all the, the fissures out of them and the muscle, all the mm. sporting injuries out of the way. A bit like being caught at the bottom of the scrum and caught constitution <laughs> without all the, yeah. without the stud marks, you know. Yeah, well, it actually reminds me of an old newspaper editor I used to work for. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, move, move, moving there were, on. There were a few moving swiftly along while the learned gentlemen are take their notebooks out to see who's going to get mentioned and can launch a lawsuit. That's it. Oh, and just, I know uh, places like Albufeira and uh, Alvora yeah. and that along, the, that beautiful stretch of Portugal there, it's not fashionable really from a weather perspective to go there, but there are fantastic bargains to be had if you want to go there at the moment, aren't there? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Absolutely. The, the way um, the prices will work is that it, it takes a while for them to rev up to the sort of the very high summer levels. And the summer prices in Portugal and uh, south of Spain, which are our favourite playgrounds, they've gone up uh, by about 20% post-pandemic. But you've got to remember that uh, different markets, and it's all about the markets that move, different markets move at different paces. Um, we've got uh, a very good love affair with the Algarve. Oddly enough, and it's something I never thought I'd see happen, the number of Irish going to the Algarve in 2023 was higher than the number of people going to the Algarve from Germany, when you consider the size and the population of Germany. And one of the advantages we have is St. Patrick's Day. We have a bank holiday when nobody else has. It's a lovely time of the year because the sun is just about revving up mm-hmm. and you get very good prices around then. June is a hidden weapon for the Irish market as well because if unless your um, your poor unfortunate uh, offspring are doing exams, you will be off early in June. And the British, who transport an awful lot of people to the same sort of places we go, aren't off till July. Sometimes the second week in July. So and we we have school, anywhere just gives us a little advantage of the school holidays. That's important in Spain. That's important in the Algarve, Portugal. It's also important in France with those camping holidays, which are really important. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you know, ferry services in Cork have a long tradition and um, bring, it's a great way to go away with teenagers, especially when they've 
their demands move, then the demands move on. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a fantastic place to bring uh, a, a, a family that's spread over several, uh, several. And if you're going by ferry, then you can get more than two children because the way the international travel industry treats you, um, you're, if you have a third child, you're up there with terrorists, drug dealers, and uh, people smugglers among the unwanted. You know, <laughs> anyone with a third child has serious difficulty navigating uh, accommodation and even the flights. Yeah, I had to hear they're in Alicante at the moment, so it's probably a quiet time around the city. Um, t- short trips to New York are all the rage too out of Dublin at the yeah, moment, aren't they? New York's a big one for us, and I'll tell you why. We've got a new service. We don't often get new services to New York, but we have a new service to New York now um, from JetBlue. They're a low-cost airline, not in the Ryanair sense because they're the business class and the premium economy class, and they're flying Boston and New York seasonal only for the summer. That has had a knock-on effect. Uh, Aer Lingus' sale, I just started the item by saying Aer Lingus' the sale, it was €179, Garrett, one way to New York. I haven't seen that sort of price since just after the uh, global financial recession. Mm-hmm. And um, we have the services to... Um, uh, JFK um, from Delta, Aer Lingus, and now JetBlue are also, you've got to remember that Newark in the other side has got uh, the United and also Aer Lingus. And really important, uh, Shannon Airport has got uh, a lot of competition on the New York uh, route this year because Delta are returning to JFK in the summer, Aer Lingus fly JFK and United fly to Newark. So Anywhere you've got more than two operators on a route, it's very, very good for your prices. And uh, we're very familiar with New York. We treat New York like, a, uh, as the old saying goes, the parish next to Castletown Bear or, the, uh, or Allahees as you're going west. And uh, we are very familiar with it because uh, everyone over there is at least a third cousin. Yeah. I, I, and yeah, I mean, when you consider that, like for prices like that, 175 euro one way, uh, and uh, you, you still got change out of 400, but you know, on your return trip, yeah, yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's difficult yeah. to get. It's difficult to get those prices. They tend to be sort of a, yeah. a Wednesday in March or whatever, and it, when you get them in one direction, it's difficult to get to the other. But yeah. you will get out and back for less than your thousand, and and um, yeah, I also notice. Uh, you know, that Toronto is hugely overserved. You know, we four carriers on the Toronto route. So you can, you got anywhere you've got more than one carrier, it's worth a look. Um, and there's two new, uh, three new, um, uh, our American routes out of Dublin this year, Denver, Colorado, terrific state, beautiful, one of the most beautiful states, a uh, huge favourite of mine. That's uh, starting in, in, in June, I think it is, from mm. Erlingus or the end of May. And uh, Minneapolis, which Erlingus had before they're returning. And then without any publicity whatsoever, and I haven't seen a line written about it in any newspaper or heard anything on any station apart from my own uh, when I'm talking, is Minneapolis have also got a new... Uh, Delta service because um, you know United Aer Lingus get all the publicity but when you've got two people flying Minneapolis St. Paul a huge Irish presence it's the headquarters of the Irish American Cultural Institution uh, it's on the gateway to the Great Lakes in a beautiful part of America uh, that's new with two carriers from nowhere over the over the summer People who have listened to me before will have heard me say that it takes about a year for an airline to make it money on a route. So in that time is when the passengers can play because they get the um, benefit of lower prices, almost promotional fares, almost lost leaders on a new route. And there are four or five new routes out of Cork as well. We're really worth looking at what Ryanair are doing 
out of Cork this summer. Uh, they're, they've, they've been expanding um, bit by bit, uh, and we have a new, uh, uh, we've already had our first of the new uh, Cork routes open just before Christmas, Leon, with um, Aer Lingus, mm. and we have uh, t- um, uh, three, uh, I think it's three uh, new routes from Ryanair, um, at, uh, Zadar in Croatia, uh, Gouloads in um, Rhodes in the Greek island, mm. uh, and the other one is a more a business route, it's Charleroi to uh, Brussels, and that'll be starting in in March, uh, it's a Brussels route for uh, um, directly from Cork. Yeah, it's an amazing amount of information. But when you look at the destinations, they're they're well worth trying to get to. One final 53, question: fifty-three routes. It's a, it's we're back. Yeah. You know, when we think, even before pandemic, we only had about forty. So it's great to see Cork. And the main thing is now because we've seen Cork routes come and go. We saw uh, Cork routes open, and they've not uh, been supported enough by local people. It's really important that the routes be supported. Yeah, they've had a great Christmas, that's for sure, and hopefully it'll continue on this year. Uh, just for for those a little more adventurous, um, I was reading a lot over the last few weeks on on uh, pl- lo- locations in South America, and I was actually watching Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid yesterday afternoon, and they they headed to Bolivia, uh, but. Well, it wasn't quite for a holiday, obviously, but what, what, what are the popular locations in, in places like Central and South America? Okay, this is a bird that came from nowhere, and it only came in Ireland. It's Costa Rica. Oh, and yeah. I don't know how it happened. Like, uh, if we were all like every year, we all you know we all pat ourselves on the back and say, "Oh, how knowledgeable we are!" Oh, we're great. And particularly the influencers, you know, the ones that take a picture of themselves with a gin and tonic at the pool. <laughs> but those guys, they're all they're all saying, "Oh, I can boost your holiday market." Costa Rica really was not something in January 2023 I'd have talked about at all, and the bookings went through the roof. And I think that it was the fares. I think it was the connections. The way the Air Canada connection in particular through Toronto worked out, um, there was very, very good fares on the market, in the Irish market. And the uh, Costa Rica bookings were, you know, they were racing, not exactly, there's never, uh, Lanzarote isn't going to have to close down anytime soon. But it was, we were putting it from number 53 up to number 20 sort of stuff. And uh, that's very interesting. No, that was very, we, our big, dis- my big disappointment, I expect it. And I still expect in 2025 a direct flight to South America from Ireland. Mm. We don't have any, and I'm pretty sure that Sao Paulo, because of the number of Brazilians, anyone who's been to Dublin would know the beautiful sound of that Portuguese accent in the city of all that Brazilian community. Because they know our big Brazilian community, we are going to get a direct Brazil route. It didn't happen in 2024. I'm looking forward to getting it in 2025. And the Portuguese spoken by people from Portugal is very harsh by comparison with the way the Brazilians like an Italian, a sing-song accent, and it's gorgeous uh, to hear. So it's great to see that community in Dublin, and it's great to see the possibility of a direct flight. My favourite... Everyone says about uh, Machu Picchu, Peru, you've got to do it. It's one of those things you go, take your picture and move on. Um, it's a big hike up the mountains of the altitude and you get that sense of having achieved something by doing it. But my favourite South American country by a mile is Colombia. Wow. It's, um, 
got the highest number of uh, birds uh, in, you know, different bird species in the world where they won't dwell on the, the bird watching in Columbia controversy that was back 20 years ago. But it is genuine that the Columbia, where you, everywhere you go, there's this amazing bird song. And um, while Cartagena is sort of the place people go, particularly if they've been on a Caribbean cruise, if you go inland to the lush rainforest, to swim in water, you know, in a little mountain stream that's going to end up in the Amazon. Mm. It's just magnificent. And then go over a mountain and there, the water is all pouring into the Atlantic and the Pacific coast in the Columbia is gorgeous. My favourite of this one. Now, I'm very difficult to, to say a favourite because I fall in love very easily. Um, heart, the care the Arctic Shope is what the French call it when you're, uh, you keep falling in love as each outer leaf falls off it. But I do love Columbia. Wow. You've painted a beautiful picture. Just one, one quick question. If you had to pick one place in the entire world that you absolutely adore, that, uh, you know, if, if, if suddenly it was announced that uh, everybody needs to get out of Ireland as soon as possible, where would you head to? Uh, not to live, but I, I, I love Ireland above everywhere else. I would never live anywhere else. But I do love um, Africa. Uh, it, it's something that makes my heart beat faster. Uh, somewhere like Malawi or Namibia. Uh-huh. Uh, they're absolutely gorgeous countries. And then the wildlife experience, it's fragile environment. I don't think we'll be doing it forever. I think in 10, 15 years' time, they'll start shutting it down. It's something to do at the moment. But oddly enough, I do love Ireland and the places that I love when I go around the world that uh, I really feel at home with are the ones that remind me closely of Ireland, parts of New Zealand, parts of Tasmania, Oregon and the United States. And somewhere daft that nobody in their right mind would ever go is the Faroe Islands, halfway between Norway and Iceland, cold, wet, uh, foggy, battered by the Atlantic, and I adore it there. Oh, right. Fantastic. Owen, always a joy to talk to you. Happy New always Year to you. Always a great pleasure. Happy New Year to all your listeners, Gareth. Thank, Thank you. you very much. That's uh, Owen Curry. What a delight to chat to him on a morning like this morning, uh, particularly. And I was just about to say before we started chatting to him that, you know, just close your eyes and think of where he's going to take us, but not if you're driving, I've just been reminded. Okay, so if you're in bed now, you can open your eyes again. <laughs> We're with you through to 12. It's Gareth O'Callaghan for uh, PJ Coogan, who's back on Thursday. That was Owen Curry there from Air and Travel magazine. Cork's 96FM.